After battling infertility and recurrent miscarriages, seven in total, our next guest applied her scientific expertise to uncover problems with ovulation quality, which led her to launch her high-growth startup that is providing fertility insights to families across the country. Dr. Amy Beckley, founder and CEO of Prove, joins us to discuss her founding journey of building her startup, the positive impacts the technology has on others trying to conceive, and where she envisions Prove to be over the next few years. Join us for this powerful conversation with Dr. Beckley, a mompreneur who doesn't take no for an answer, as she and the Prove team empower women at every stage of life to track their hormones quickly and easily at home. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Hi, Dr. Beckley. A warm welcome to our podcast. So great to be here. Well, given your personal battles with infertility and recurrent miscarriages and leveraging your background and expertise in hormone signaling to develop industry-leading solutions to help others, I'm grateful for our conversation today. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Amy, it's almost time for our community to learn how you and the Prove team are building a suite of diagnostics to provide fertility insights throughout the entire menstrual cycle. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? It's very simple. Don't take no for an answer. I learned very easily and early on that when I was a no, I wasn't talking to the right people. And those no's gave me the passion and the drive to prove to them that there was a yes. And I would turn their no into a yes. And I would show them what they were missing. Amy, I absolutely love it. We're going to be fast friends. And because one of my mentors taught me this, and I almost wear it as a badge of honor. I'm the same way. I look at no as a delayed yes. <laughs> Yeah, we call it challenge. Oh, we don't have enough inventory today. Oh, is that a challenge? <laughs> or, oh, this inventory will last an entire year. Oh, I think that's a challenge. <laughs> I like it. Those are challenges. I like that. You know, as well as I do, Amy, building companies are not easy. You know, I myself and some of your other team members, you guys are serial entrepreneurs. Some of you guys have been there. You've done that. You've done it time and again. It's not easy. And is this notion of not taking no, is this also part of the ethos, part of the culture and the fabric within Prove? Because you guys are doing some big things over there. How important that is that culturally throughout the company? Oh, I mean, it's endemic in everything that we do. We don't take no. We teach it to all of the women that we're helping not to take no, not to take no from doctors, go find another one. If this is the only option, maybe it's not the only option. Let, let's explore. Let's look at other things. So, I mean, everything that we do is, oh, no. Oh, well, we're just going to find another way. It's a challenge. Absolutely. That is, that's right. Well, Amy, I can't wait. I know you just mentioned the, the patients you serve and all the folks within your company not taking that no for an answer. You guys are doing some big, big things at Prove, and we're going to unpack all of that and more after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. 
Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Dr. Amy Beckley, CEO of Prove. Amy, you set us up on the front end. Do not take no for an answer. And if there's someone who hasn't taken no for an answer, it is you. Your story, your personal journey with infertility is a powerful one. I cannot wait for our community to hear it. It is incredibly humbling, moving, and empowering. And it goes exactly to what you just mentioned earlier about not taking no for an answer. Amy, this has been part of not just your professional journey, but of course, as I just mentioned, part of your own personal journey with your family and building your family unit. Take us back there a bit. We're going to talk about prove what's happening today, how things are going and what we should be thinking about on the horizon within this space and how we can help you. But just take us back a bit, Amy, give us a little bit of look in what it was like for you and your family to go through this journey, having those miscarriages and where those aha moments came to launch and build prove. Yeah, absolutely. So I've always been passionate about healthcare medicine. I thought I wanted to be a doctor. First time I had to hold a man's arm while the doctor gave stitches. I quickly learned that that was not the career path for me after almost passing out. Quickly turned into medical device, pharmaceutical type of work. I worked in a lab. I absolutely loved it. I went back and got my PhD, studied hormone signaling, breast cancer signaling, vaccine development, lots of fun stuff there. And then I went to do a postdoc. I got married. I started to build my career, bought a house in a nice neighborhood, had the dog, you know, researched the schools and made sure we had two extra rooms for the two kids we were going to have. And I thought, okay, I'm this well-educated person that had done everything right, put the ducks in the row. How hard could it really be? Put slot A into slot B, get a baby, right? No, it didn't work out that well. We didn't have very much luck being a scientist. I was doing all the things that were available to couples at the time, going to the store and getting ovulation tests and taking temperature and just reading everything I possibly could read on the topic. And I had enough knowledge that I knew something was wrong. But then when I would approach healthcare, I would go into the OBGYN. You haven't been trying long enough. You're not old enough. You haven't had any losses yet. And so at about seven months into my journey, it was my birthday and my birthday present was to take a test because I was at that time during the cycle, I got a positive pregnancy test. And then a week and a half later was Mother's Day. And to spare you some of the details, but I lost that pregnancy on that day. And I just remember thinking, this is the silver lining, right? They told me no, that I hadn't had that history, that I didn't have the medical background to allow me to get some care. But now that I had just had a miscarriage, now maybe that would turn into a yes. No, it was not. It was still a no. It was you didn't have enough losses. 
And so standard health care is a woman, a couple has to be defined as infertile to get additional testing. A lot of the testing and the treatment are not covered under insurance. And so that arbitrary time period right now in the U.S. is 12 months and three losses. You have to hit one or two of those in order to get any type of medical care. Long story short, (laughs) I met both of those guidelines and I got referred to a reproductive endocrinologist. I had every single test out there. I looked beautiful, passed with flying colors, and I was given the diagnosis of unexplained infertility. This was a big no. This is a big fat no right on my forehead. Like we have no idea why you're not getting pregnant, why you're not being able to hold a pregnancy. And for me, that was so hard to hear because I don't take no. (laughs) And the option that was given to me was we have no idea what's wrong with you. The treatment that's going to be the most effective is IVF. Fortunately, we were in a position where I had a job that was flexible. We lived in the metro area in Raleigh, North Carolina. We could go to treatments and my insurance covered a lot of it. This is another conversation for another day, but there's about 5% of the population that has this stuff covered. I was lucky enough that I was of this trifecta of things that can happen. But we did two rounds of IVF and I have a son who's now 12. And a couple years later, we decided that we wanted to try again. And this time I didn't want to do IVF. It was emotional. I missed a lot of work. It was just it's not a great thing to go through. It's super stressful. It's hard on our marriage, hard for me to work. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to figure out what's wrong with me. I'm going to fill in this missing piece and I'm going to conceive naturally. And that's basically, I'm going to turn this no into a yes <laughs> in my own personal way. So I went back to the physician and I sat down and I was like, all right, let's figure this out. And we had conversations, MD to PhD, about the science and the medical and the diagnostics and the hormones and everything else. And so I brought out all this data and all this stuff. And basically, I had this theory that I didn't have enough of the hormone that's needed to support a pregnancy, that it was just dropping too soon. And so when you go through IVF, IVF is a big medical band-aid. They fix everything. You don't need tubes because they put sperm and egg together in a dish. You don't need swimming sperm. They inject it straight into the egg. You don't need the hormones. They pump you full of them already, right? So they take all the variables and they try to correct for them and they do the procedure. It also costs $20,000, $30,000 per cycle. And so I said, okay, well, I can get pregnant. I just can't maintain a pregnancy. And I think it's this hormone called progesterone, what is the progestational hormone. It supports the uterine environment to conceive and hold that pregnancy. I was dropping too soon. So in blood work, it showed a great level. But then by the time the egg came down to implant in the uterus, it had already dropped too low. And so I'd get those couple positive pregnancy tests and then it would go away. And I said, okay, this is part of your IVF treatment. This particular hormone, you give it to every single woman that goes through IVF. Can we just skip the IVF and give me this hormone? And he said, we can. We don't know if it works because nobody's doing studies on this. Because if you think about scientific studies, who has the money to fund the studies? The IVF drug manufacturers, right? So there's no money in natural conception. And so I found the few studies that were done on like small subsets of people. And I found that it could improve chances of pregnancy up to 40% in these women that had recurrent miscarriage. And I was like, all right, let's do it. I'm in. Let's go. And so he gave me this simple medication. It was like less than $100. And like within two cycles, I was pregnant and it's my nine-year-old. And ever since I was like, this is insane. Like that we are bypassing all this stuff. 
And what I set out to do is create better diagnostic tools to diagnose these issues so that we can have an in-between space. We don't go from natural conception straight to IVF, that there's this really easy thing that we can screen for. And if that's the issue, great, get her in on cycle two or three or before the first loss. Let's be a screening tool. Let's understand what this couple needs to get them pregnant, because then you save all this health care, you save all this stress. We call it a pit of despair. Every time a couple gets a negative pregnancy test, it's just they go down and down, lower and lower, and that impacts our physical ability to carry a pregnancy as well. Wow, what a powerful story. And Amy, you're setting me up for a few questions. Of course, we're going to ask you for the elevator pitch. Who is Prove? What do you guys have built and all that? We're going to go there in just a moment. But I have a couple follow-up questions. It's so fascinating. I love to hear when somebody has gone through a personal journey and they want to go solve for it and because then they know they can go and help others. Amy, through that journey, did you have it in the back of your head? Like, oh, this is going to end up being a company. This is going to end up being products that I'm going to sell. Like, at what point did that enter your headspace that like, this is going to flip into a company or did you even have that on the horizon? I mean, after my personal experience, that's another thing you do when you go through infertility and miscarriage is most women are very private about it because they feel less like a woman and they feel ashamed and they feel like if I can't even be a mom, like what am I worth? And so they go internalize and they don't talk about it. I am a smart, educated woman and I can't do this. I feel so ashamed, right? I hate being told, no, you can't, right? So I was like, okay, I'm just going to close myself up. But then after I was successful, I came out. And I told all my family and friends what had been happening. And the response I got was, Amy, I've been going through this too. What did you do? And so I would just share. And after a certain number of these conversations, one of my good friends who was a patent attorney that was doing clinical studies and that could kind of help do something was like, Amy, we have to do something. This is a huge issue that nobody is solving. We have to do it. And so we just had a phone call. We developed the name of the company. So. Prove is our brand. MFB Fertility is the company name. So MFB means my fabulous basement. You can use the other F word if you would like that Ulta works. Because the thought was, if nobody was going to do this, I was going to go into my basement and do it myself. I mean, we're just going to do it. And so we went on Upwork. We got a $50 logo. I put this god-awful, horrible-looking PowerPoint presentation together and slapped it up on Indiegogo and started a crowdfunding campaign. We're like, we just want to help. I want to give back. Like I felt like these seven losses that I had, their purpose was to create this company. Like I had to at least try. And I was like, okay, here's the product. This is what we're going to do. We're going to help you understand if you have an issue with ovulation that's preventing conception. And this is a test. And if you want it, you'll buy it. And then when we have enough money, we'll make it and we'll give it to you. That was literally all the plan was. That was it. That is amazing. And by the way, I know that patent attorney who your friend is, he's a mutual friend and he's a fabulous, fabulous guy. He's incredible. What a story. So hit us with it then, Amy. Who is Prove? So Prove is a suite remote diagnostics that can detect up to 87% of the leading causes of infertility in your house for under $100. So it basically puts the power into women's and men's hands to understand the leading cause of infertility so that they're armed with that information that they can go ask for the right treatment. So basically, somebody who had a really high A1C level would never go into their doctor and say, hey, I have really high A1C. They're like, oh, no, you haven't had it long enough. No, they're going to go, oh, 
we should probably screen you for diabetes because that's a disease. Like we want to manage this disease, right? So if we can empower women, couples with information that says, you know, I'm possibly infertile because of this. Here's the medication that I know works. They should get the help sooner. And in regards to part of your branding as well is that you are an FDA cleared at home diagnostic. How important was that? Was that a need that you had to go hoop you had to jump through in order to sell? Talk about the FDA because I know that can be a tricky beast in and of itself. (laughs) Well, yeah, so that was a really interesting story. So we went on the FDA website. We're like, okay, we're going to make this medical device. We're like, okay, how much money do we need? What do we need to do? And so like any normal sane person, you go to the FDA website and you read the rules. (laughs) We're like, all right, cool. We need this thing called a quality system. All right, cool. It's got to have these sections. All right, cool. And then it was like, okay, how is our device regulated? What is it called? And so you go through this like product database and there's codes that tells you what the things are. We're like, all right, cool. We think our product's going to be this code. And so we later figured out that at some point in the 80s, somebody tried to develop one of these tests and then they stopped. So there was a code in the database, which was very lucky for us because we never would have done this otherwise. And it was an exempt product code, which meant that we didn't have to have an FDA clearance. We could just market the product. And so I emailed the FDA through their dice, but it's like their consumer thing. And I said, hey, I'm going to make this product and list it on Amazon. And here's a product code. They're like, yeah, all you got to do is register and list your device. We're like, great. Here you go, government, $4,500. We're going to register and list. We're good to go. We're manufacturing under GMP. We hired a contract manufacturer that has all the FDA stuff. And we did. We rolled. We got enough money for a crowdfunding campaign. We're like, here you go, dude. Make our stuff. He made it. We sent it to Amazon. Amazon shipped it out, right? And here we were rolling around doing this. Year and a half later, year and a half, two years later, we get this lovely email from the FDA. They said, it has come to our attention that you have tripped the limitations of exemption and that you are, I don't know what the right words are, but something about illegally marketing the device or something like that. And so we said, oh, we are? We're sorry. Like we honestly didn't have no idea because we had done everything that the FDA had asked. But long story short is we had many calls, many tears were shed. And we learned a lot of stuff about the FDA. But basically, their main concern was this was the first at-home test that did this. And what we had registered under was a professional-facing test. And so they said, yeah, we don't know if women are going to understand what this information is, how to do the test. And they basically said, you know, you should make this professional test. And I said, no, nope, not doing it. What data do you need? We'll go get it. And so we did. We asked the FDA. We're like, what data do you need to see? how many data points, what kind of information, and we pulled it all together. We did all the tests. And if you ever Google where to buy simulated urine, (laughs) it's quite hilarious. Like there's all these background checks to make sure you're not using it for like faking your blood tests, your urine tests for screening uh, for jobs and stuff. But yeah, we did all the tests. We presented all the data and we're like, no, women know exactly what this is. We're clear cut. It's very easy to do. And so we got the clearance. And then another big swift kind of kick of the fates or whatever is that they cleared it. And then they went in and exempted the product code again. So, no, <laughs> so nobody else needs a clearance behind us. But the cool thing is, and this goes back to the patent attorney, is that we had patented the method of use. So doctors can do progesterone blood draws. 
all day long. That's not patentable. That's just part of standard care, but it was missing my issue. And the reason it was missing my issue is because you had to have a sustained elevated level throughout the implantation window, which is this critical four day period of a woman's cycle. And so what we did is by making it a urine based test, they could do it at home. And we told them exactly the four days that they had to do it. These all four days have to be positive for you to have a successful ovulation. And so that was our protocol. That's what we got cleared. That's what's under IFU, all that stuff. And then we patented it. And so nobody else can tell people to test the way that we got our FDA clearance. So it's almost like oh, FDA. Oh, no, it's cool. FDA, you're good because <laughs> we patented it, right? So it's like startup life is like really high. It's always amazing, amazing thing. And then like really lows, you know, so. It sounds like the FDA, as you started us at the front of the podcast, there were challenges, right? They weren't no's, they were just challenges, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> but hey, silver lining, the look, I mean, talk about on the business side of proof, having that patent, that is just absolutely powerful. And because of that experience, you're able to get there and obviously didn't see it on the front end, but came through on the back end with that absolutely powerful. Of course, Amy, I always also love to ask the end user, right? The people that are using the product, what's the response been like for the families that have been using the proof technology? I mean, it's been game changing for them to have the ability to test their hormones, to get answers. I mean, we're a diagnostic test and what we're trying to expand into is providing the support afterwards. So connecting them to clinicians that we know, know what proof is and know how to turn a negative proof test into a positive proof test and then a positive pregnancy test. And so building up that network, but it's been so empowering either to say, okay, I've checked that off the list. I know there's nothing wrong. Or to say, yes, I've identified the issue. Yes, now I've gone towards correcting the issue. And then now I have my beautiful baby or my I'm pregnant or whatever else. That must be incredible to have that feedback from your users. It just must be, like you said, the highs are high and the lows are lows in the startup world. I obviously know where that feedback lies within those camps. It's incredible, Amy. And then also, let's talk a little future state. Let's pull the crystal ball off the shelf for a bit. You just kind of mentioned it. One of the next steps within the proof journey is to build a little bit of a clinician network. What's on the horizon just writ large in this space, in this industry? What are you seeing out there being in the captain's chair in your field of expertise? What are you seeing on the horizon that we should be mindful of as a community? And then of course, where's Proof going to be in the next two to three, three to five years as well? Yeah. So we started off with one hormone and we own that space. We have the patents, we have the FDA clearance, and then we expanded into measuring more hormones. And so now we have a suite of patents and a suite of products that let us Think about the entire female cycle. So we can do everything from how many eggs she has left to how her hormones are fluctuating throughout the cycle. Is she producing enough estrogen, enough progesterone? Like what are the ratios here and there and all this really fun stuff outside of is she timing intercourse and is she conception ready? And so we have this system with this rich amount of data that tracks these hormones as they flow throughout the cycle. And what's really transformational about that is that traditional doctor's offices cannot or will not do hormone testing because it is too difficult. Because you can't just take one hormone measure and say, oh, your hormones are X and Y, I'll give you Z because they fluctuate so much. And so they're like, okay, well, am I going to ask my patient to come back for a blood draw every single day for two weeks or have them come in once a week for four weeks? Or it's just too hard to like physically enable that kind of testing. And so what they do is they say, oh, hormone testing is not accurate or 
you don't need it. And they develop their treatment protocols without hormone testing. And the biggest one that is a big culprit as well is menopause and the perimenopause. I'm 42. I'm at the cusp of getting into this. But as soon as you know, women turn about 40, their hormones change and you don't feel like yourself. Sometimes you have your heart racing. You don't feel as energetic. You start putting on weight. You feel more stressed out. You see changes in your skin, even thinning hair, like gray hairs, all those things are really tied to hormones and how they're changing. And she's kind of starting that process of menopause. And so where we want to go is allowing women to map out their cycle and understand how everything's flowing so that they can have personalized treatments, whether that be diet, lifestyle, supplement, hormone replacement, whatever. Every woman should have a healthy period. The menstrual cycle is the fifth vital sign for women. It is the first thing to be affected when a woman's health is at risk. And so if you don't have a healthy menstrual cycle, something upstream is not healthy as well. And so in order to maintain a woman in her peak performance, whether that be at work, whether that be at sports, at being a mom, at getting through her day, whatever it is, having a healthy hormone pattern is so essential. And so by... You know, we want to really help any woman with a cycle understand and get the information that she needs. What an exciting future and an exciting horizon for the company. It's uh, very well thought out. And thank you for sharing a little bit of that vision. Of course, I have to call you back soon and say, hey, where are they now? Let's bring her back. Let's hear how that roadmap is going. So that's an exciting future there, Amy. But of course, let's now bring it back again to current state. We have a phenomenal community rally around this podcast. So with that, we always love to help our guests out as well. What's one problem, need, or question? that you and the proof team have that we can be helping you with? I think the biggest need is how do we transform healthcare? How do we create a space for what we offer in the current landscape? So right now, fertility is not covered and there's this gap in care. There is the primary care physician or the OBGYN that can help you when you're pregnant. Then there's this reproductive endocrinologist who is really just trained on IVF. And you have this gap in care where it's like, if a couple can't do IVF, doesn't want to do IVF, is not ready for IVF. I mean, it's a huge thing to do. How do we create that space, that in-between space? And so the ask is, how can we enable treatment plans? There's this big debate on, oh, fertility should be covered, fertility should be covered. And there's this huge thing where it's like, well, nobody wants to pay $40,000 worth of IVF. It's going to break the healthcare system. So no, we can't cover it. I get it. Let's cover these other things too. Let's cover diagnostic testing. Let's cover sperm tests. Let's cover IUIs or at-home ovulation induction, which is kind of where we play, where it's like this easier thing to do. And let's create this middle ground. Telehealth is so phenomenal. There's so many things we can do with telehealth now. It's the one good thing that's come out of COVID, if I can say for a fact. Telehealth is here, it is not going anywhere, and it is fantastic. The way that we can take our results that are at a woman's home and we can digitize them in our app and we can transmit them safely and securely to a medical provider who can review them and send a prescription straight to their door and no like physical contact is required. It just opens up so much opportunity for healthcare. And so my ask is let's be strategic in the way we change the face of healthcare, women's health, we need to be more proactive and not as reactive. And so anything that we can do to help 
detect issues, create new treatment paths, new options. That's my ask. Well, we do have a passionate group of leaders out there moving the healthcare industry forward and probably experts in this space as well to have those conversations with you, Amy. So in order for them to get a hold of you and have that dialogue, how do they get a hold of you? Social media handles, websites, or otherwise, how do they track you down? All of our social handles on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, it's all at provetest.com. So it's P-R-O-O-V-T-E-S-T.com. Our website is provetest.com. We are on Amazon. And you can contact us. Our email is info, I-N-F-O, at provetest.com. Easy enough. And for our community, just simply scroll down on your favorite podcast player to get a hold of all those contact points for Amy and the team. Or you can head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for this episode that have all those contact points online and a place to leave some comments, feedback, suggestions, and otherwise, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Amy, this has been an exciting conversation. Thank you for stopping by. But before we get out of here, we do have one more little piece for you. It's a fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I'm going to change the way that we treat fertility. Love it. I love it. And don't take no for an answer. We've proven that through this episode today. You and the team are getting after it. You're not taking no for an answer. You're helping us reimagine women's health and what that means for our communities all over this country. So thank you, Amy, for doing all that you do. Keep up the great work at Prove. We look forward to being in touch and hearing how the story and the journey continues forward. But for now, Amy, thank you so much for being with us today. No, thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.